Welcome to my canning cellar, episode 16. So I wanted to try some 4-ounce mason jars that I'd bought. So I looked through my 2016 edition of the all-new ball book of canning and preserving to try to find something I would want in a small quantity. I decided on the beet relish with horseradish because it's just my husband and I in the house and I don't like horseradish. So I had to tweak the recipe based on what food products I had on hand. So the ingredients I used were three store-bought 15-ounce cans of small whole beets, drained, two cups of diced onion, two and one-half cups apple cider vinegar, one and one-quarter cup horseradish sauce, two teaspoons of sea salt, one and a half teaspoon of black pepper, and one-half teaspoon of ground red pepper. I mix the vinegar, the horseradish sauce, salt, and the peppers in my Dutch oven. Because the horseradish sauce was hard to mix in, I used my immersion blender on the sauce till it was thoroughly mixed. Then I added the beets and the onions, which I had chopped up previously using the food processor. I brought the mixture to a boil, and I used a wooden spoon to continually stir it just to avoid burning or scorching. After it started to boil, I turned the heat down so that it simmered for 15 minutes to let it thicken up. Using my canning funnel, I filled each preheated jar to the bottom line, which took about one quarter cup. Then I wiped the rims with a vinegar cloth, I put the lids on, and I finger tightened the rings. For this water bath food, I used my Presto Precise Digital Canner, and I was able to stack 18 four ounce jars. I covered them with the water per the instructions and they processed for 15 minutes once the canner was up to pressure. So again, this process was hot food into hot jars into hot water. I realized in listening back to some of my other episodes that sometimes I mentioned having two inches over the jars and sometimes one inch over the jars. And if I was new to this, I may even confuse myself. What I normally do is if the jars are stacked in a more narrow canner, like the Presto Digital, I feel comfortable with two inches above. When I use my wider stovetop water bath canner and the jars are spread out more, one inch is enough for me, assuming the process time is only 15 minutes or less. I never want my water to boil down below the rims of the jars, and this is the way I feel comfortable doing it. Now modern lids no longer need to be boiled before use, but I like to let them set in a pan of hot water just to soften them up a little bit. Now whether they actually get soft, I don't know. But it may be one of those little habits or quirks that just makes me feel better doing it and it doesn't hurt anything. I removed the jars when the canner signaled it was done and I put them on a dish towel on the canning table where they sat for 24 hours. Because I was worried about the jars that I had bought that I'd never heard of before, I only used six of them and I used 12 of the Ball brand. I don't know how to pronounce that name of the new jars. It's spelled L-O-V-O-L-N. And I'll put the link that I use in the show notes. But luckily, everyone's sealed with a deliciously sounding ping. Oh, and as a bonus surprise, those jars I had never heard of, some of the jars came with extra lids. So score... I want to remind my listeners that even though I talk a lot, I'm still a learning canner, and therefore I'm not trying to instruct you how to can, 
but rather how I can. And then everyone can make their own decisions based on their own knowledge and research. And also you have to find that space where you're comfortable. While I did use the ball recipe as a guideline, I had to substitute a lesser amount of canned beets for fresh ones. And I used horseradish sauce because we didn't have any regular horseradish. I left the sugar the same amount. And sugar is an important component when you're using a jelly or a jam. Although in this case, it was a relish. And as long as the processing method and the time's correct, I felt comfortable adjusting ingredients here and there. And I also can add or delete spices as they don't add to or delete from the processing time. So anyway, my husband tried the relish and he really likes it. And while it doesn't have the kick it probably have with real horseradish, he said the horseradish sauce does give it a bit of heat. And I was glad to use the three cans of beets that had been sitting on the pantry shelf all winter. The ball book showed this spread onto a sausage roll, and I researched other ways that someone might want to eat it, and sausage came up quite a bit, along with ham and kielbasa. I also was wondering what the origin of this relish was, and I think I narrowed it down to the polis chiqua, or grated horseradish with beets. That makes sense. Horseradish is known for being naturally rich in antioxidants, although I don't pretend to imagine my recipe is what with me using the sauce instead of pure horseradish. But again, it was a matter of using what I had on hand, and it came out well, and it tasted good. The other day, I made another 22 pints of baked beans with venison sausage, and because I don't like venison, and I don't like their horseradish, this week was all about my husband. So thanks again for visiting my canning cellar. If you are inclined to do so, please leave me a five-star rating. It sure would help get me noticed in this world of canning podcasts. Talk soon. Stay safe.